Come on. Ah, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. You're tuned into the Check Engine Podcast. We're hosted on Anchor.fm, and we are streamed worldwide on all of your favorite streaming platforms. My name is Nick. Joining me as they do every single week, Andrew is here. Tristan is also here. What's going on, fellas? Oh, not too much. Um, It's been a busy weekend. But I guess I'm ready to go back to work <sighs> tomorrow. <laughs> Weekends are always too short. It was an immense, immense feeling it packed into that sigh. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel like we're in the most annoying part of spring every year, like when you're in school and all you want to do is leave school or when you're in college and you could leave school. The part where um, professors are trying to get you to take it seriously, like post spring break and you just couldn't give couldn't get less of a shit exactly exactly but i'm still bracing for that one last winter storm just because easter happened does not mean we're out of the woods yet (laughs) that is a good point i yes you are correct i'm not letting i'm not falling for that for the third year in a row (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know i we've kind of you know, through all this, you know, circumstances being as they may, we, we record most of the time. Now we record Sunday nights. And as much as I look forward to recording with you guys on Sunday nights, there's also in the back of my head, like this is the last piece of my weekend. Like weekend is winding down. This is the last thing to do. And then it's sleep alarm work. So absolutely. As much as I look forward to this, I'm also in the back of my head, like, Oh, (laughs) <laughs> weekend was over. better when it kicked off the weekend definitely yeah absolutely we'll have to get back to that cadence sometime soon so guys uh what is on the docket for this evening well i have a note i have a note here um from i don't know if he's ever listened to the podcast but it's someone named nick that says Oh, is this you, Nick? Is this is this a note from you that Maybe. says? Well, why don't you? This is your idea. Why don't you explain it? Because I don't think I can do it justice. Because I don't know what you mean. This is something, and we've, I think we we've tossed around the idea for a while. It's um, we we talked about what we're going to call it. You know, how are we going to kind of frame it up? But I th- what we settled on is essentially like a guilty pleasures episode so there's there's cars out there or there's brands out there that maybe we don't talk about too often you know we, we shit on bmw a lot so you hear about that you know the hmm. tesla's always to. in the news so so we talk about yeah used to talk about bmw we talk you, you'll hear us talk about tesla a lot but there's you know andrew's a hyundai person tristan's a vw audi person so there's these brands we bring up a lot to use as examples in context and all these types of things but then there's other co- brands that make good models that um you know we just don't shed a lot of light on and you know we we kind of converted this into 
Originally, we we're going to call it like a dark horse, like ones that you didn't see coming. But it's more now, I think we we framed it up as like a guilty pleasure type, like what cars that maybe people don't like you secretly kind of have an affinity for. So that's what we're going to do tonight is kind of sort through some of those. I, I, I'll admit that I struggled with this because I feel like I'm pretty transparent about the things I like. All right. So, so I guess let me explain when I think of guilty pleasure, I think of what people used to say like five to seven years ago. Oh, I only like it ironically when really there was never any difference between liking something ironically and just liking it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. I, I struggle a bit with this and I think I'm going to be interested to see what you guys have to judge it and, and see if our interpretations or where we ended, uh, is the same because I don't really know. As a side note, Nick, I, I didn't know you were telling the entire life cycle of this idea, and I was like, "Oh no, we did it again." Two of us prepared for one podcast, and one of us prepared for a different one. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't be but, our show if we all no, did the same thing. We're good. I'm on the same page. Yeah, I think the way I just framed it up is just one of two ways: like a car that I really enjoy that either we just don't talk about too much, or like one that it's almost like you're embarrassed to say that you like it because it's been shit on so much, but it's like, you know what? <laughs> Actually, I do kind of have a soft spot for that. Like those are the, those are the, that's how I looked at it. Cool. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But before we dive into that, we traditionally like to kick off this podcast with something we call pay slaps, any neat car news or little news tidbits uh that anybody has to go around the horn and and share i have a i have a a fresh tiddly bit here all right (laughs) (laughs) gross uh spring is the the season of of new things forgiveness of renewal (laughs) and and new things and uh I'd like to announce a uh a new addition to the check engine podcast extended family uh-oh. Uh-oh. Of of vehicles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My dad actually has purchased um something that was brought to our attention by you actually Andrew. Huh? The remarkable, you know, cornucopia panoply uh myriad of excellent excellently priced used Volkswagens at Hall Volkswagen. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, what the hell is this mislead? Where is this going? <laughs> but no, there, there is a, uh, there is a local dealership that when I was looking at cars had was stocked to the absolute brim with super low mileage, really well-priced, uh, certified used cars, like GTIs, GLIs, uh, the, all of the trims of the CC, the Passat, the, um, the Ardeon, like everything. They had everything. So he has brought home a new to us and technically new to anyone. 20, <laughs> 2019 uh, Volkswagen Golf Sportwagen. Really? I looked at that. I I was, I was going to go test drive that. And he found the four motion one. Nice. um, 
And uh, so it's a four motion golf all track, or not uh, not all track, sorry, um, sport wagon. We we're looking at the all track also, um, and it's uh, it's a lovely shade of deep blue, um, and is new from 2019 with 12,000 miles on it. Wow, awesome! Because it was a loner executive car something in Detroit for like two years, or in in the Michigan area for two sure. years. And then they picked it up as new from Volkswagen and they sold it with, you know, the full extent of the new warranty plus like a year or two and the 12,000 miles to make it complete. Um, so it was uh, I went to go test drive it and it is a uh, it is a, a good vehicle. If I didn't want, you know, can always discuss, you know, need, quote unquote. But mm. if, I, if I didn't want something bigger that could tow stuff, that would be the perfect car for me and as it stands i i loved it when i test drove it it was a it was a riot the dsg is still still amazing especially compared to the first generation one in the gti that he had that felt like you know a robot shifting gears for you this one feels like magic um <laughs> awesome and uh you know and it's got the the venerable we're making a return to a 1.8 liter turbocharged uh vw wagon all-wheel drive wagon. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is that the so, still the five-cylinder? Uh, no, it's the it's a, the four-cylinder. Basically, just the updated version of what I had in my my Audi a, my my A4 wagon. Oh, back in the day. Yep. Oh, I remember that wagon. <laughs> oh, that's that's so, so cool. So, did he have to was did he have to trade anything in for this, or was this just a straight up purchase? No, the we're going to let the Jeep expire from roadworthiness next year it sadly had just been renewed (laughs) um (laughs) but uh we're letting the jeep expire from roadworthiness and letting it live out its retirement as a you know workhorse around the property here because it it can actually get a surprising surprising number of places with a bunch of tools or chopped up wood put in the back or whatever so it's going to be retiring to that um and the Mercedes is going to be the he's going to still going to have the Mercedes as the fun car, um, but a little bit behind the scenes, the foot came down uh, when <laughs> uh, when there was a phone call, um, and my mom was like, Are "You're going to come and get me this weekend, right?" Yes, I, I I just got the Jeep to pass emissions, and I got to fix the check engine light on the Mercedes, um, but I'll definitely be there to pick you up. <laughs> However, and it's like, uh, no, could you just get a more reliable car? So they took care of that this weekend. Um, a but, responsible uh, choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so no, it's it's great. Um, I once we get weather that is anything outside of absolutely London during the Industrial Revolution gray, um, mm. I will get pictures of it and put it on the Instagram. Nice. That's fantastic. That's exciting. So how, you've driven it once? Yeah, I test drove it. Good stuff. I was driving it so hard, I almost hit an Audi coming in the other direction. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think either of us thought the other person was coming around the corner as fast as they were. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, so, man. Yeah. How long have you had it? Um, he literally picked it up like yesterday. <laughs> ah, so another one of those day before recording. Oh, Friday. Okay. Still. Friday. I ran, I, yeah, I ran over and test drove it after work. So Friday. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, man. I, know. I like that. We got at some point when it all, when everybody's vaccinated and all that good stuff, we just got to get together and do a car swap. I <laughs> just right? got to drive everybody's <laughs> right? new stuff. <laughs> that would, would be that. great. Um, 
I had one not from our immediate podcast family. I sent you guys pictures of this Mm, earlier today. Um, Friend of the show, um, also named Nick, is who is the fine gentleman who does our check engine podcast iRacing liveries, sent me um, a picture from the cockpit of a McLaren 650S today. (laughs) (laughs) And then some pictures, obviously, of the car on the outside in in a garage and no context, just these images. And then he was sitting in a McLaren 650S. So naturally I sent back, um, what the fuck? (laughs) What is is this? (laughs) This is his father-in-law's new toy. Wow. Just just picked up a 650S. So that's sweet. So then my, my first, my first question back to Nick was, have you driven it yet? Of course. He said, quote, not yet, but I did give him a grandchild. So hopefully soon. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the balance there. OK, yeah. so <laughs> that's the uh, I scratch your back. You scratch mine. Here's a grandbaby. Let me drive your McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad trade off. I I would I would agree to that at the negotiating table. I think here I, would... I am out here making kids for free. This is bullshit. I know. <laughs> right. Say. Did you did you have anything in writing, or can you renegotiate it? No. Not not even not even a, a Porsche Carrera in the offing. Ah, <laughs> uh, too bad, too bad. But yeah, go Nick, go. Hopefully, he gets a chance to run that 650s pretty soon and uh, let us know there how go. it goes. We'll we'll uh, with his permission, I'll I'll post uh, I'll post a picture up on the site later. Um, gorgeous, like candy apple color with like a matching trim around the rims, like. Just an awesome, awesome machine. Uh, uh, anything I, from you, Andrew? Yeah, I saw something that's less exciting, but something I it was it was a piece of information I didn't know. Okay. Um, so I was driving. Who knows where the other day? Oh, actually, I have two things. The first thing is this: uh, I was driving somewhere. Uh, who the hell knows where? And I saw a a Dodge Ram skate past me on the freeway. Uh, that had Chick-fil-A logos on it, but it wasn't like wrapped, which I thought was weird. Okay. So I looked it up and apparently Chick-fil-A has a program for their uh, franchise owners where if you hit your sales targets, you will get a something to drive. Apparently they used to do like Ford trucks, right? But now obviously they're doing Rams. Uh, for a year. And if you hit them in two years in a row, you get to keep it. So it literally says apparently uh, on the sticker, although I didn't, I just saw Chick-fil-A at the time, but the actual sticker uh, says Chick-fil-A award winner. And wow. it, they're just like a little applique on the door. But otherwise I, I would assume you even get to pick the color, right? It's just like a, a whole truck, full size truck with a little Chick-fil-A logo on the side. If you're, if you're a top franchise owner. So they award you with a truck as like a trial basically in order to actually keep keep it you have to do it again (laughs) so that'd be an interesting conversation if i'm the guy in charge of getting the trucks back (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry you didn't meet uh didn't meet your goals this year i gotta gotta ask for the keys i gotta we have to come take your truck back hopefully you have another mode of transportation (laughs) right i mean also it's kind of like it's a little bit uh 
I wonder if it's like a full-on company vehicle then where like you get to expense gas and stuff or that was the implication in the article I saw you get it for free for the first year, right? So it's Mm. essentially a company lease. I would assume you can then either business expense the gas or they give you some sort of card for that. And then year two, you get the car, but then you pay for all that stuff. So it's almost like a lease to own type of thing. If you do good. If you do good, I guess that's a, that's a decent carrot to dangle out there for people to keep them motivated, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, and the second thing was I saw my first Bronco. Ah, Aha. two for three. Uh, I saw a gray, uh, uh, the four, the four door one in gray and it looked like ass. It looked horrible. It looks, so, it looks so bad, horrible, just awful. I think for me too, the one I saw was a four door and I think like all the ads and everything that at least I'd been paying attention to had been a two door. So I was just taken aback that the first one that I saw was a four door. It looked, I mean, the two door doesn't look great anyway, but the four door just looks even more awkward to me. I, so the, the one I saw was like gray on gray on gray. Everything was just various shades of gray. So that may have played a part, but you know, what I said last time was that I needed to see it in the actual sheet metal to judge it accurately because the pictures on the website look pretty crappy. And now seeing it in the sheet metal, I think it actually does look pretty crappy in real life. Yep. And I think with that car specifically, A, advanced like high trim lighting packages and B, bright colors do most of the lifting in terms of the look of that truck. I think a lot of the options and a lot of the colors are going to look terrible. Yeah, I'm I, I was never that big on it. I know there was a lot of people that were obviously super stoked about it when it was announced and was I'm it kinda, was I'm, it the real like the real Bronco or the Bronco Sport? What's the what's the difference? Isn't the Sport the f- one of them's the four door, right? It was the four door one, whatever whatever. No, there's that is. a there's a four door regular one too. Oh, what does that mean? What does it mean? Two. Yeah, there's two door seating and four door seating and <laughs> um, like numbers, numbers for both. And if you go through the gallery, I think there's pictures of both. But anyway, yeah, basically, is it more box or less box? I... The, Bron- the Bronco Sport at least makes a, you know, passing wave at aerodynamics with like, you know, a raked windshield. Oh, oh, then it was more box. It's <laughs> all of the box. Yes. So the it was a box. it was a quote unquote, quote unquote, real Bronco. Got it. Because I think the Bronco sport looks unassuming, but boring. And I think the Bronco has. Yeah. Depending on options and colors and stuff like looks more or less bad like like the like the dark blue one i don't think that looks too shabby but then like you look at the the base model one and it's like just all black and it's like eh, i don't care for that so it's i don't know that there's something that that makes a that makes it or doesn't and i yeah. don't know what it is i feel like Based. you shouldn't leave it you shouldn't leave it up to a shade of paint 
to make or break the aesthetics. I totally agree. But actually, that was something that I, I was driving around with Meg. She didn't see it. I did. And I was trying to describe it to her. And I was like, uh, you know, those cars that you see them, you don't really know what a car looks like until you see it in like white, right? White or silver. (laughs) But then when you see it in a color, there, there are definitely cars that when you see it in a color that's special, especially like a yellow or a bright green or something like that, that does most of the lifting for the car. And I think that's actually a problem that I had with the original Stinger, which was pretty good, but they made it a lot better. It came in that yellow and it looked incredible. But when you see a Gen 1 Stinger in like red, it looks very blah. It's just like, eh. Yeah, you need the yellow or they have that orange. That's really, mm. really good. Yeah. Um, like that magma orange or whatever. And then actually the uh, the that gunmetal color on the Stinger looks really good too. Yeah, that that like flattish gray. The flattish but yeah, gray. There definitely, are, there definitely are cars where the color can make it or ruin it, but you definitely don't want to depend on that. I don't know. Maybe I just was no, never I, I meant think, to. Yeah, you know, I, I know I'm probably biased, but like a sweet spot in my opinion is like the Subaru Crosstrek. Like it looks fine in black. It looks fine in silver, but then you get those ones that are like either the bright orange, the bright yellow or the bright electric lime green. And yeah. those look, and those look awesome. But like the regular one, the regular colored ones, quote unquote, don't look bad, but like you can definitely rely on colors to really make a few models pop. But like the regular one has to look fine in that case. <laughs> I just think I'm not meant to like the Bronco. I mean, obviously, because my first instinct was to mistrust everything everyone was saying, because it felt like a it felt like a social media influencer push type thing. Like it felt very fake and generated. And now that I've seen one, I don't think I've moved off my initial theory about the popularity of the whole thing that they were doing. Um, just simply because it completely fell off the map. And also now seeing it, I don't, I feel like if they didn't work so hard Ford, if they didn't work so hard to drum up all this excitement, I don't think this car sitting on lots is selling itself. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, but I think <laughs> that's the purpose. Yeah, that's the purpose of any marketing campaign, right? You can't just drop it out on a lot and hope people come take a look at it. You've got to entice them somehow. It is funny, though, because something that uh, something that it is selling is old Broncos. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, that was always going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, they're like but, collectibles now. <laughs> but OK, let me put it this way. If this exact vehicle was an excursion Mm. what would it be if it wasn't so wholly dependent on the name and the image and the sales push behind the name bronco would this even be anything oh it'd be ford's attempt at an fj yes that's yes that's what it would would be and then they'd be like oh ford failed in their attempt at an fj yeah, so no, it wouldn't be anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was my long-winded answer of saying that. It's not going to be anything. <laughs> Nothing. But they're relying on the, uh, Ford's relying on the member berries, the old nostalgia machine, and we're going to put Bronco on the on the door and see what happens. Yeah, and OJ definitely did it. Oh, totally. Everybody <laughs> knows that, dude. <laughs> Everybody knows that. 
Anybody Not have news. anything else? Yeah. Um, in a breaking bit of news, OJ did it. Yeah. <laughs> anything also, else? Andrew, here it is. The obligatory we're a car podcast, not a not a not a murder mystery podcast. Not, not a murder a true, mystery podcast. Not, not a true crime podcast. Serial two. <laughs> uh, no, that's it. That's all I got. All right, so let's dive into this main theme of the evening, which is again guilty pleasure cars slash dark horse cars that we don't think get enough love or get enough credit. Uh, but before we do that, just want to remind you guys quick how to get a hold of us on the socials. You can find us on Facebook if you search Check Engine Podcast. Andrew, where can they find us on Twitter? At Check Engine Pod. And Tristan, where can they find us on Instagram? Also at Check Engine Pod. There you go. So be sure to like, follow, share, post, DM. You can reach out how and when you can on those channels, folks. You can ask us questions to answer on air. You can let us know your opinions on the shit that we talk about on our episodes. Let us know what you like and don't like. Give us topic ideas, anything you want. We welcome the communication. So thank you in advance. Now, guilty pleasures. How do we want to set this up? Is this just kind of round robin? Are we going to? Oh, yeah. Let's let's I mean. Let's pay some respect to the to the classic format and let's just <laughs> let's, let's just circle it around. <laughs> I, I don't know. You were mentioning before we turned the mics on, Andrew, how you'd like to keep it fresh sometimes and don't want to just fall into the same. But you routines, see, you gotta so. sometimes give the people what they need, and I think this is clearly something they need. However, I will say this. I I think that I'm gonna have to shotgun last year because I have I have cars picked out, but I don't know. I don't know what a guilty pleasure car is. I, and nor do I know where it fits in the in the list of cars that you like, because obviously if it's a guilty pleasure car, you like it, but the implication about a guilty pleasure is that you should or do feel bad about it for some reason. So that's a right. Give me some context. I think that's where you might be having problems with this idea is to have a guilty pleasure. You have to care what anybody else thinks. So, yeah. Mm. And since you don't (laughs) ever, that might, I've told you there are times it has happened. So, uh-huh. yeah, that might be where your issue is, but um, <laughs> I got yeah. one Tristan's going to love anyways. I don't know. Oh, so good. I'll, good. So you, do, you, do you guys just want me to kick it off? Andrew, just give you an example, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. OK, so the first one I chose um, is a car that it belongs to a brand who I think we've actually questioned whether or not they still make cars on the sh- on the show. <laughs> Um, it's one that gets at least nowadays, very little pub, very little love from anybody. And even when this car like was first out there and people were at least in his first iteration, they were kind of hot on it. There were a lot of other people who were like, eh, no. And there was kind of mixed bag and the people who either really liked it or they, <laughs> or they really didn't. And just kind of because of the way the brand is viewed, this isn't something that I've brought up before to you guys, but especially the first generation and the most recent, there's that middle iteration of it, the middle facelift, which was complete ass. But I really liked the Chrysler 300 C. Oh, boo. Uh, get this man out of here. <laughs> See, that's, 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 See? Guilty that's pleasure. why I didn't bring it up because I knew I was going to get hate for it. That's a guilty pleasure was this, car. Was this a bad reaction to have? <laughs> it's, it's, funny. it's funny you mention it because I actually saw what I thought was actually a really nicely 
uh, like done one today while I was driving around. Like, there can be there can like be nice mods and okay. Stuff like well, that. All right, well, hold on. All right, into that. So this would be the first question, right? I think this this probably fits it pretty well. I could because I booed you. And you deserve it, but, but, but I see what you put in the chat too, Andrew. No, that is not on my list at all. I was trying to, I was, I, was, I put a guess in the chatter. I was guessing he was going to say if the Fiat 500 a Barth, um, but all right. So here's the question about the 300 C specifically, right? Because it's essentially just the, um, charger with a weird body kit. So I, I think that puts it in an odd position in terms of just like being a car and existing. But I also think the biggest problem with the 300 is the fact that not, I haven't seen one even sitting on a dealer lot. That's completely stock. Right. And I think that's kind of what I like about it is that it's very easy to make very much your own without a lot of effort. It might just be rims. It might just be a window tint. It might be something pretty basic but yeah, as it sits on a lot, it's like, eh, you can kind of pass by it. But Tristan just mentioned it too. He saw one, like if you get like, there's a couple that were rolling around here. It was like a, like a, that deep gunmetal stinger gray and it has black rims and a window tint on it. And I'm like, that actually looks pretty badass. That's actually a pretty nice looking car. Now, you know, it's a Chrysler and it's probably all rust underneath and it's probably like going to last them for two and a half years in Wisconsin. But like, I don't know. I always have kind of had a soft spot. Like I'm not actively going out to get it, but if I were forced to have a 300 C, <laughs> I wouldn't be that pissed off about it. Oh no, <laughs> sir. Not even, please. <laughs> no, don't. And not even forced, but just like, if you like happened into one as like a contest prize or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like contest prize. Okay. Like you, you're, you're at, you're at the, you're at the Indian casino and you hit the, the slot machine and there's the 300 C on the turntable, right? It's like, Oh, okay. I guess I'll, yeah, all right. I could, I could do something with that. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> I consider paying the tax on that. Yeah, exactly. I would, <laughs> there you go, Andrew. I would consider paying the tax on a 300 C. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I think, I, I think I, I have the idea here. Tristan, what's your first one? All right. So my, my first one, I'm trying to decide uh, how mad, I want to make Nick first. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's go for it. It takes, it takes a lot to get me pretty mad, as you know. So, so, so very much uh, along the lines of yours, Nick. If I like got a really good deal on one, or you know, won it as a prize, although you wouldn't happen anymore. Um, it would be the C4 Corvette. C- eh. C4, huh? Yeah, I, I think it's. I like the more squared off design language in that. Cause I think it's actually, here's a, I don't know, maybe I'm probably an unpopular opinion, but I think if it's going to, if the rear end of the Corvette through the C seven is going to look like the rear end of the Corvette through the C seven, where they just kind of, eh, and they're done, lopped it off. Then, then the more blocky, body style of the rest of the c4 actually happens to fit that pretty well and i think they did uh, weirdly of all things i i I like the like turn indicator lamp placement and little things like that and it came in some cool colors that are you know kind of tied to that time period um 
and like like I saw one the other day that was rolling around in this like deep maroon color mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you know so there's like the the deep maroon the like I don't know they all have this but the deep maroon the gunmetal gray that kind of yellow color that was really oddly specific to the 90s where it wasn't quite canary yellow it was kind of like washed out canary yellow um yeah i I like i like the colors i like the lamps i i like the the you know pointy yet kind of squared off nose um where it kind of comes down the hood comes down but then it ends and they've got all the yeah and they've got all and they've got all the marker lights in the front um that kind of thing so yeah it's a you know i know it's kind of the the hated on bastard child of the eighties and you know, all the way through the mid eighties from the mid eighties to the mid nineties. Um, you know, not a notoriously excellent years, a year set for cars, but, um, you know, I, I like that car and find myself kind of watching it go by and like looking at it in parking lots, probably more often than I should. Well, here's the thing, Tristan, because of the general opinion, like the prevailing opinion on the C4, you can, if you really want, you could pick one up pretty cheap. Yeah. Like you could pick yeah, one up that's... very cheap to have as a little weekend fun car. <laughs> if you so choose, like that's it's, what, it's that's very attainable that, right now. That's the stuff that Andrew and I have talked about with a lot of stuff like, and I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but like, you know, you don't have to, you know, don't, don't spill the beans. This is yours. Cause it's not actually one of my next ones. Cause we've talked about it before. I want to bring new stuff to the table, but like square headlight Jeeps. Mm hmm that kind of thing like i i like the i like the things that nobody else likes (laughs) no i i've i've tried to stay away i intentionally on my list tried to stay away from stuff that i've talked about a million times yep only pull out my deepest darkest secrets right okay i think i get it now so this uh, here's my first one and um i don't i feel like tristan you've definitely told me that you hate this car and you're obviously is what? it the car that you think I should like? No, it's not the Honda Element. I, oh, okay. Although you do love that car. <laughs> it's not and, on my list. And I do too. Uh, but I've talked about that car a million times. Although it is not dissimilar. Um, it's an interesting car that has a 0-60 to 60 time in under 6 seconds and a 14-second quarter mile. Okay. 365 horsepower and a towing capacity of 4,500 pounds. Oh, no longer in production, but forever remembered fondly. The Ford Flex. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? The, you like the Flex? I don't like the Flex. I the love way. the Flex. Really? My dad, my dad loves the Flex also. God. I love the Ford Flex. The EcoBoost Flex it had that awesome engine in it. And apparently I just was looking up the zero to 60 time. Cause I was like, I remember it was fast, but 4,500 pound towing capacity <laughs> with a Ford flex. And I've never even seen one with a trailer hitch on it to be clear. So when you were first listing off the specs, 365, zero to 60. And what'd you say? Like six seconds. Yeah. 5.7. It's it sounded like I was, if I had time in the chat, I was going to like base Camaro. <laughs> but then you but then you throw out the towing capacity i'm like oh shit never mind i i just really like this thing i honestly i think that this is in the class of 
Um, the class of the Venza and quite possibly, although it sold very well, Ford's uh, American ST, right? Where Ford brought out something that, in my opinion, would be incredibly popular at this exact moment if they could only figure out how to goddamn market. They can't. (laughs) And so they shut this car down in 2019. If you can believe it, they shut this car down in 2019 for no reason at the height of the crossover if they just marketed crossover this, cuv suv if they just made this more plush maybe they have to make it a stupid idiotic lincoln or whatever but if they just kitted this out and honestly marketed it up towards like land rover i think that this could be something that people would still be super popular uh would still be flocking to now instead of the, but they Again, they didn't redesign it. They just let it kind of fester. It it had a very dedicated fan base who bought them, but it could actually do some pretty incredible stuff and is just gone at the time when it should be probably one of their best sellers. So I don't know if you have it in front of you, if you know at the top of your head what it's sold for, but like I would almost see it like Ford could target it against like the, the Telluride or the Palisade. Mm, for sure. So uh, it could kind of fit in there if they if see, it was still around. Average price of twenty seven, twenty six nine. Okay, so it's a little bit cheaper. But like you said, if they kitted it out, it could fall into that high thirties to forty range where like a a nice Palisade or, or a um, Telluride fall into. You know, and it could. Yeah. There's your Challenger. Like you know what? Take take this and jack it up two inches. Like that is where this is supposed to be. Right. A little bit bigger wheel little bit more uh, luxury style interior, get the quilted uh, effect on the seats. Exactly yeah. <laughs> like you're talking about. I can't imagine this would be difficult to sell with, with everything else that's going on. What's well, funny. I, uh, you, you have one of those moments where like you don't understand something and then somebody describes it a certain way and it makes total sense. And your opinion totally changes. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I have done that to each other a couple times. Like he didn't understand like the, the, wrangler unlimited with four doors and like then why people then also put like a hard top on it mm-hmm. he's like you're just you're just making it not a wrangler anymore it's got four doors it's got a hard top i was like dad think of it like this mini g-wagon mm. and he's like oh that makes total sense now right he did the Very same good. thing to me he did the same thing to me with the flex so my opinion is not as you know dim as it used to be he's like just think <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's, he's like just think of it as a suburban that tried hard. There you and go. I was like, okay. 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 I actually get it now. <laughs> Sorry. Should, I just, that should this be was, the, uh, in the, if they brought it back, that's the commercial Ford flex, the suburban that tried. <laughs> well, all right. So, so here's the thing. The flex was one of the cars that was killed off in the great Ford off killing of 29 of 2018. The great Hackett. Hackett. Hackett gate. So, so specifically, someone asked about why they killed the flex when they announced that they're going after SUVs. And the response Ford's response was, quote, uh, they're killing it out of the, quote, plan to strengthen its focus on products in the heart of the fastest growing segments, which doesn't include a crossover. Hmm. Maybe it was the fringes and not the heart. Jesus. Maybe. Anyways, maybe, uh, maybe new Jim can do something about that. Daylight dollar they- short. They just wanna. They just wanna sell more explorers. Explorers and F one fifties, yo. 
and uh, <laughs> they would sell Broncos if they had any, but they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but flex. All right, I did not see that coming, Andrew. That was a good one. I think we're off to a pretty good start here. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised at how this went for round one. Okay, I got to adjust my list because I, I clearly uh, I had some ideas, and I think that they're um, a little outmoded now. But <laughs> all right, moving on to round two, I'm going to change it up and go to a a little bit higher end sports car for my next pick, and this one isn't as much of a guilty pleasure like the 300c was i'm not i don't feel guilty about this at all i just feel like it doesn't get enough love so um i know from the time that the three of us spent at auto shows we get to this booth and you guys don't even bother looking left or right you walk straight through nothing to see here this one does not move the needle for you (laughs) but i am absolutely in love with the jaguar f-type I absolutely, okay. I absolutely, it's like a poor man's Aston Martin front engine V8, five liter supercharged. <laughs> and instead of paying $230,000, like you would for a super Leger or whatever the heck Aston is running, you, you can start it here at 61 K or 61,500 for the F type 300, uh, 500 and up to 575 horsepower in the five liter supercharged V8. It's the first Jaguar in I don't know, 50 some odd years that can actually, that's road legal and can hit 200 miles an hour. And every video I've seen of it, I haven't, I haven't heard it running in person, but it sounds glorious. Every video, every, any footage I've seen of it. And I, anything from the last five years, I think the 2021 facelift looks incredible but even the prior version up until like 2019 2020 like from the mid 2010s up like it's just an incredible car um i would i even though i'm not a convertible person i do think the convertible version of this looks better than the coupe slightly but i would take either absolutely love this car cannot wait to eventually drive one but everyone loves this car literally except for me I haven't heard any, like I said, I haven't heard anybody talking about it. So, well, they did when it launched and it's the same car. So they, no one talks about it any, anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. I feel like it's not getting enough love. I don't feel guilty about this one. Like I do about the 300 C. Well, I I just think you like the the wrong one. (laughs) Okay. What do you mean? The V8 one. Oh, gotcha. Um, I think is it is not they don't I don't know it's it's not it's too heavy <laughs> like they, I, mean, I was trying to I was trying to find like it's you know I guess not balanced I guess maybe is a good way to say it I was trying to find like you know the best way to say it but like you know, cramming a V8 in the front of that car makes it super nose heavy. And like, you can almost see it <laughs> like when it's driving around. But that's, I, I that's, don't even know, care. That's, that, that's why it's your guilty pleasure. That's I right. don't have to. I don't, I don't have to agree with you, but <laughs> that. So, yeah. Somebody give me an F type. I feel, I feel like that one might be a little weak sauce. You didn't even get booed. 
<laughs> That's fair. I also said it wasn't a guilty pleasure either. It was just one I wanted to talk about because we don't talk about it enough. <laughs> Tristan? All right. And quote unquote, guilty pleasure number two. Um, all of mine are so far in the past. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, well, because I think a problem is that like every new car is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or it hasn't, or like it hasn't had the, you know, the opportunity to become the hated version of it or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So the, uh, so it's going to be actually the Honda fit. Yeah. I mean, you almost mm. bought one though, in fairness. Yeah. <laughs> But wasn't that wasn't that your nomination for the car of the people too? Mm. I was it. I'm trying to remember. Maybe it was either yours or mine. <laughs> Ironically, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, it's not ironic. But, uh, it's not ironic think, at all. <laughs> it's not ironic at all. <laughs> it would be ironic if it was named like the Honda Memory. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if none of us are in shape and we're talking about the fit, does that make it ironic? Yeah. Hey, there yeah. you go. All right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, well, it certainly makes it then ironic for me to be talking about it. Um, mentally fit there. But. <laughs> But I guess, you know, you know, perhaps it's been talked about before, but I think it gets it's it's the butt end of a lot of jokes on everything from, you know, television to things what car people talk about. Um, you know, that's it's the car you buy because you've bought into the advertising. Mm. I think mm. it's kind of the general consensus. Um but I, I really like it. Um I think they did a really good job of I think much like Ford did with the Fiesta and unlike the Toyota Yaris or the Nissan Versa, (laughs) they've done a really good job of bringing a small Asian and European brand, you know, size and sensibility vehicle over and making it, you know, beloved by a certain subset of people, um, including people I know who purchased, you know, two or three in a row. Um, so I think the Honda fit is generally kind of, you know, scorned by quote unquote car people. And even, you know, that's enough of a meme that's made it into, you know, pop culture. But, um, I, I love it. (laughs) It's sad to see that it's not coming to the U S anymore, but Honda uh, fit. There's one always parked at the chiropractor's office right around the corner from from my condo complex. Is it driven by chiropractors? I don't know who drives it because I've never seen it being driven. It's always just parked there. (laughs) But I assume it's it's one of the chiropractors unless there's someone, a customer who's there every single day. They've got it really bad. Or maybe it's a test car. They're like, all right, how bad's your spine? Get in this Honda Fit. (laughs) Yeah, cram cram yourself in this Honda Fit. If you can't do it, we got to fix you. Um, (laughs) In the backseat. No, no. (laughs) Okay. The backseat. Yeah, I... So I didn't get booed there either, Andrew. So I guess I didn't meet the criteria, but... Well, I I mean, that was just such a visceral reaction. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that car's boo-worthy. I guess it just doesn't get a reaction out of me. It's one of those I don't look twice at, but... I I think it's a little bit normie. Yeah. Maybe that's why I think it's a guilty pleasure. 
Oh, well, excuse me, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Hipster. How is your mustache? Uh, All right. How can I how can I lead into this one? I I feel like Nick did a really good job with his first lead in, which is part of the reason why he got that reaction from me. But I don't I I don't know. I don't know how to lead into this one because. All right. So this is a car um, that is like. That that was definitely inspired by Need for Speed Underground, but came about 10 years too late. It's a car that has street racing cred. A good amount of power, good amount of torque, a spoiler, a body kit, all of that. And it's also a car that Meg looked at, my wife, and almost bought when she bought her Cobalt. But I told her that it's a good thing she didn't buy it because if she had owned and driven that car, I never, ever would have talked to her or dated her. Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So a car that I actually love a lot is the Dodge Caliber SRT (laughs) four. That is such no. All right. Listen, listen, listen. All right. Boo this. Boo. 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 Wait. Boo. Before you continue. Boo. 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 285 horsepower and all wheel drive. Boo. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. All right. It's pretty bad. So wait it's a minute. It's not that bad. Answer me this question real quick. If you like it so much, why would you have not talked to Meg if she was driving it? Because she would have gotten the base one and the base one is tragic and 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 horrendous and awful. Mm. Okay, that's fair. I'm sorry. I'll stop booing. You can continue and try to explain yourself. All right. So... Oh, (laughs) let me sell it to you this way. It has a boost gauge that comes with a vacuum side as well. So it's a real boost gauge. Okay. Whoa. Paul Walker probably never drove one of these, but he would have if he was poor. (laughs) Oh, got it. Okay. (laughs) You put it that way. (laughs) Okay. All right. I honestly, there's no particular reason for me to like this car. It is horrendous to look at. It is absolutely tragic to see in public in any capacity. I've never even seen an SRT4, if I'm being completely honest. They may not really exist. Um, (laughs) But I really, I really like the idea. I, I like the concept. It, it would check. It checks. Even even now, so this car came out in like what oh five or something. It was it was that the the mid aughts, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like it like it's everything I've ever wanted in a car, and it still is today. I always wanted a hatchback, the all wheel drive, power manual, manual gearbox, and um some edge to it. While it's ugly, it had edge. I mean, this is guilty pleasure. So if it floats your boat, I mean, that's good for you. But man. Mm. Is that that the worst one yet? Worst vehicle. So probably the best presentation so far. (laughs) Honestly, the most most fitting of this of this episode. 
I'm just going to link the, the gallery of photos. The interior of this car, even, even for 07 or 08, whenever this was published, is so it's horrible. It is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but yet abhorrent. So <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, there's th- there's just something to it. I actually. How long did they produce that car for? Like, when did they stop? Two thousand nine. Really? Okay, so this car was so good it killed the uh, killed the brand. Apparently, we can't link in this chat. Anyways, um, I don't know. It, it's not. I'm not saying it for the meme. I do genuinely think that this car has something to it. It is just. A miserable sight to behold. Especially the interior. Good lord. Oh. How did Dodge survive this? Oh, they didn't. They got sold four times. <laughs> I was, when I was looking up the 300C, I was, you know, kind of looking up, like, what different iterations of the parent company there were. And there was, like, since 2004, there's been, like, four ownership changes. Yeah, no, they were Which genuinely sold at least three times. Insane. For a company that big, you're not supposed to get sold four times in 20 years. <laughs> Absolutely not. And and especially not to be around on the other side. Well, there's uh, that boost granted. Gear. What does Dodge actually make anymore? The the um Caravan? The Challenger, the No, I don't think they make the Caravan anymore. The two cars. And then technically uh, the Ram the Ram spin-off. Charger and Challenger. Is is Charger Ram Ch- Oh yeah, no, here, here, here. Charger, Challenger, Durango, Journey, and Grand Caravan still. Oh my god, the Journey is still around. Hey, I'm <sighs> looking at this interior, Andrew. You know what it looks like? It looks like an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly, oh, that's where man. all the spare that's where all the unused parts went. Oh, it's into the just, Julias. That's just the worst thing. However, there's just I I don't know, man. If someone were to give me uh an SRT4, I I'd you pay I'd, the taxes on it. I'd pay the taxes on it, and they would be low. <laughs> be extremely low. They would be low. <laughs> I guess another bonus, right? I I would play I I would play some Sugar Ray in this. Yeah, mm. yeah, you would. <laughs> the one you would the one you would get would have the that disc stuck in the player. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. wouldn't be better. Choice. You'd have to. What could be and better? Every, or Matchbox only- Twenty. The only That's track that played was every morning. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. <laughs> I would get frosted tips and drive it to work. <laughs> I, would, I would buy it for you to see that. <laughs> All right. I'll send you a post. <laughs> oh, man. Let's make this happen. That's going to be awesome. Oh, that's a good one, Andrew. Terrible car, Thanks. but good. Good round. It's not a terrible car. It only killed the company. It's not that bad. Okay, so this next one for me is probably my deepest cut. Mm. It's um, over 50 years old. They only produced, they produced less than 4,000, around 3,800 of them. And rightfully so, because (laughs) it was terrible at both things it tried to be. Uh Uh-oh. But I see this almost for all Top Gear fans out there. I see this as like I would own one of these and name it Oliver. Like this is my Oliver. Oh, (laughs) I really, really dig for some reason, not based in anything concrete. I really like the Amphicar. 
Ugh. The Amphicar <laughs> Model 770. You disgust me. <laughs> it's it's not it's not a it's a terrible car. It's an even worse boat. <laughs> but you can fact... you can you can ride one after my wedding, Nick, if you want to. Oh, I know there. I just saw that when I was looking up some info <laughs> on it. They use them at uh, at Disney World. That's pretty cool, actually. We should do that. I we should actually do that. That would be great. It would make uh, besides the fact that you're getting married. Obviously, it would make my week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You see how you got second place there, Tristan? Yeah, well... <laughs> no, I said besides the fact that he got... Well, at least... He's well, number one, well, and the Well, Amphicar well ride, uh, Andrew, at, at least he, you know, booked his tickets. Yeah. The Amphicar ride would then. be a close second <laughs> to the wedding, seeing one of my best... Seeing my best friend get married. But, I... I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm such a Bond fan, and this is like... In, like, he had, oh. like, the submarine Lotus and stuff, and, like, I can also drive a car that turns into a boat. <laughs> maybe that's it. I think I don't think it's going to go that smoothly. But will you know. sing the Bond theme when we're on them? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, you got to you got to bring the the action. You got to bring the horns out. The action sequence uh, theme. Yeah. So I love them. I think around here we, we were fortunate enough to live around a lot of lakes. It would uh, be great at boat launches i could just drive right in just <laughs> bypass the line <laughs> see you guys <laughs> boy i would love to see that attempted <laughs> i i i could have a blast in this thing i i really do like it for no good reason ls swap it uses a ski boat oh LS my god <laughs> where ls swap it where get, get, get bozy on the horn we're LS swapping an Amphicar. Oh my god! <laughs> Drive it from the back seat. Uh, <laughs> you would have to. <laughs> we're out on we're out on Pewaukee Lake with it, like towing the ski show team. <laughs> oh wait, guys! No, no, it's it's rear engine. This would work perfectly. Oh, even better. You could just take out the back seats. Yeah, make go. it a two seater. Ooh. <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh, <Andrew's interested. laughs> can you imagine how much you'd have to then just weld the entire frunk just pour molten iron into it as a counterbalance <laughs> <laughs> especially if you want you hammer the gas as it's getting up on plane it just stands on its tail <laughs> there's like <What? laughs> over there's, there's no water left in the lake it just plows it all out <laughs> into the road out of the beaches <laughs> trying to come up on plane that would be hilarious oh man uh, someone's done it amphicar ls swap <laughs> google searching right now hmm nope <laughs> the for the top google result wasn't a youtube video so no one's done it Mm-mm. that's what that means yep so Maybe we can find one for cheap and be the first to do it. God. Possible. Oh, my God. Possible engine conversion options. <laughs> I'm building an Africar with a Toyota MR2 engine hooked to a VW bus transmission. Oh, wow. Honda VTEC. Nice to know we have better choices of running gear than Cubans. What? That's... <laughs> Whoa. Bizarrely racist. <laughs> oh, whoa. Uh, 
Okay, so all right. Well, for 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 the listeners here, before I fall too far down this rabbit hole, there is a full forum for this, <laughs> and <laughs> it is marginally active. So people are trying shit with them. <laughs> yes, they absolutely are. Or at there least is a looking, ne- looking there is for a niche parts. market for this. <laughs> Noise from transmission or clutch. Yeah, the car's a thousand years old, buddy. It's going to have noise. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anywho. Amphicar is my third guilty pleasure choice. That's weird. Mine. Call me what you want. <laughs> okay. I did. I did. <laughs> no, I, I think that's, I think that's very interesting. And we fell down an even more interesting rabbit hole with it. <clears throat> but, uh, so for my third guilty pleasure, it's something that I believe I have like mentioned on the podcast before, but I don't think we've gone into any serious detail, but it is the Mazda five. Hmm. Was that that wagon? It was like the weird, like, like littlest, littlest minivan. Oh no. I was thinking of the Mazda. I think it was a certain number here. Six. Anyways. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was basically their kind of, you know, what, what do they call them in England? The, the, the people carrier. Um, Mazda six. So, oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it was, I'll, you know, paste the, the image here. Um, it actually got super good reviews. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Like, and like I said, it was, it was, you know. It did have a quote unquote disappointing crash test scores (laughs) Uh, for a family for a family car. Yeah, you love to see it. But uh, but yeah, it was we've rented one at least twice as a family um, and like simply superb road trip car. Um, It's got the whole minivan sliding doors, big flat rear cargo area thing going on Mm -hmm. while it still drives like a decently put together Mazda, you know, you know, they're always going to be, you know, you know, sharp in the handling department and everything else, even if it's not, you know, Mazda speed product, but they're, you know, it's, it's, it's a really well put together car from a driving perspective. And it's just, immensely useful <laughs> like, <laughs> like like three three rows of captain's chairs um instead of you know a bench or anything like that's that that's nice um so the access to the third row is super easy um because you just walk between the you know front two seats um and but yeah it's like <laughs> i've actually audibly heard it derided as which is funny because it's like, well, why didn't they just buy a minivan? It's like, that's usually not the go-to <laughs> slur <laughs> thrown at people, is that they should have bought a minivan, but I, I think it's incredibly useful. Um, it is super boring to look at. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it came in, I think, like, the only interesting color was, like, maybe red. <laughs> Everything else is gray and silver and black and, I think, just a red. Um and Nick, this is kind of a combination of I have heard it heard it talked badly about occasionally, um, but mostly just kind of underappreciated. I, I think there was like one year where they sold more than twenty thousand of these things. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
So not a great seller. <laughs> nope. Um, but that's but, kind uh, of Mazda's mo outside of the Miata. Yes. Yes. Um, which uh, I saw the. It's a it's a weird thing when we were buying my dad's car at Hall. They had a first generation Miata, um, the second one ever, second Miata ever titled in the state of Wisconsin. They have in their showroom. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. So, but yeah, so the, the, the Mazda five, a little bit underappreciated and a little bit ridiculed. So it kind of falls into both, it falls into both of those categories, Nick. So that was my, my, my wrap up one is kind of a little bit of both sprinkled on top. That's a good one. And I think we talked about this with, um, the first time we had artists and loaf on like Mazda is just one of those brands and we don't talk about them that much at all. And it's like, they yeah. don't necessarily build bad cars it's just i just don't think they know where to place themselves in the market they're just kind of out there in no man's land like they're mm-hmm. they're too expensive so you're not going to shop them with camrys or civics but you're also not going to shop them with like an rsf R- rcf you know they're kind of like right not. right in the middle and it's like w- what do you do with them <laughs> it's kind of there but they don't necessarily make bad cars i've never really seen a poorly reviewed one that i can remember yeah, that's interesting. That's an it. interesting pick. Um, all right, let's see here. I got a couple. I got a couple last ones that I like. Um, let's see some nominees. I was thinking Chrysler two hundred, but that's kind of boring. It was just a shitty car, essentially. Mm-hmm. But do you um, like it, <laughs> or was it you just want to? I, say- I always, I always liked it, but it, it's just essentially, it's like a. You know, it's a modern car, so it's essentially better than anything made in the 30 years that precede it. But it was just a bad car. Um, and I've also thought about the Volkswagen thing. Mm. But I mean, eh. they have one of those to haul, too. <laughs> it's well, it's mostly for the meme, though, because obviously everyone wants a car that you can just take apart with your hands. Yeah. <laughs> eh. Eh. Instead. I'm going to go with a car that uh, I've never mentioned on this podcast ever. And I've never even thought about until I saw it just a few days ago and was like, oh, my God, I forgot about that thing. The Suzuki X90. Whoa. The okay. Tiny little, it looks like um, every remote control car in any low budget video game ever. It's a, it's the size of a peanut and it (laughs) is a, is a off-roader nominally with a 19, very 1990s spoiler on the back. Uh, And it has a T-top, removable top. And uh, it's, it's the dumbest shit ever. And it's completely awesome. A comp is listed as a compact sport utility vehicle. Yeah, I'll say. Oh, it's quite compact. It's Very smaller compact. than that. <laughs> Literally dozens of horsepower. <laughs> 95. Yeah. With a thousand pound towing capacity. Oh my God. You can tow with it. <laughs> as much as we make fun of the, 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 the X90, uh, the Suzuki Samurai had 66 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they, they used the uh, for a while. They used the the uh, X90 as the Red Bull marketing cars. 
Yes, because you can stick a, <gasps> the, you, stick yeah, a Red Bull can in the back. Off the back. They did. Oh my god, I forgot. You can buy one. <laughs> Vehiclemarkets.com. This is 1998 Suzuki X90 Red Bull. They took the can and the decals off, but it still has the the blue and gray livery on it. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That is totally awesome. This this thing is. I mean, it's like the Samurai, but it's far more lovable. And if you can find a picture of the stock interior, it's marvelous. The The fabric should be used on every car. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's so hard for me to describe how small this thing is. It's it's almost smart car. Small. I think it's as it's small like, as a smart car. It's like Honda Del Sol on stilts. Yes, it's it's itty bitty. <laughs> this thing is awesome. And the fabric looks like the soda ca- the soda cups from the from the gas station. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's the most amazing fabric I've ever seen. Uh, rolling start. A Red Bull one. Oh my god! How rolling much for this Red Bull one? Five to sixty. Twelve seconds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was four by four. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah, it was like a. Off-roader. Oh my god! What is this modified or is this real, Andrew? What just how does the trunk open? I don't actually know. So I've got a picture of it opening like hatches on the top. Uh, I believe that is correct. Yep. Yep. It it is. (laughs) I didn't know. It is, in fact, (laughs) hatches. Oh, my God. At least on certain guys. (laughs) You guys, I went down this rabbit hole here. The the Red Bull. Um. The old Red Bull version. That's that's we. So it was at least the trunk when it was those because that's where they literally had the Red Bull in the hatches. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put this in, put the image in so you guys know what I'm talking about. Hopefully it uh, shows up. All right. Take a look at that. (laughs) So they just took the the Red Bull decals off, but it's still the same blue and gray paint. Uh Uh-huh. It's in Port Washington. You guys, it's within oh like an hour of us. <laughs> how how much? <laughs> it doesn't say. It just says contact the seller. So, ninety like Suzuki X ninety car runs and drives great. Has fifty four thousand original miles, rust free body and undercarriage, but does have some dings and scratches here and there. Interior is in nice shape. T tops, power windows, air conditioning, and built in coolers in the back. Oh, I'm oh. going to my lab. <laughs> <laughs> Title is still in Red Bull North America's name. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's even cooler. We should get this. How much is it? I'm. A, I will contact the seller and ask him how much he's. We he's, can repaint it as our logo. How about we don't repaint it? <laughs> Just put our logo on it. Exactly. Exactly. This is our marketing car, and then we can we can take this to Road America with water in the coolers oh, and pass them out well, in check engine podcast can coolies or beer or whatever. Two two of us can. Yeah, yeah, two, two of us. Of us. <laughs> it's got towing capacity. I'll just sit in the back in the trailer. Oh my god, <laughs> I cannot even believe it. Please email them. I'm going to contact the seller as soon as we get off this <laughs> this episode. Oh my god, this went better than I ever could have imagined. Oh, it's got a cassette player, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's a five speed four by four. You could totally go to Moab so stoked for moab <laughs> i'd be so stoked i'm so stoked for brewskis at moab brewskis at moab Hold oh up the this made my night andrew thank you so much for bringing this up amazing awesome it shouldn't be a guilty pleasure is what i'm what i'm telling you uh well all right my mistake
But um, oh, that's so cool. So I feel like that's a really good spot to to end. I don't know how many cars you guys picked. Do we have like any other honorable mentions that we want to get out there before we? Um, Andrew, you mentioned a couple of yours. I did. Did I mention the Toyota Previa? You did not until just I mean, now. <laughs> I, I've definitely brought that up. That's not a. That's not a guilty pleasure. That's just a really really good van and um like kind of gone too soon territory because it was mid engine, all wheel drive, like that was and also a big part of my childhood obviously but that was Mm -hmm. still one of like that that's like the ideal minivan to me (laughs) yeah i I mean i don't think you're wrong there yeah okay anybody else um well i've got a i've got a couple other ones um I, i the buick regal gs was on my list Okay. As a okay. guilty pleasure, because we shit on anytime we talk about Buick, it's very negative, And I think most people now do. Buick is mostly a furry company now, but yeah. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, as you, as you tweeted. <laughs> but for the performance you can get out of a GS, again, another one of those where, like, if I want it at a casino, I wouldn't mind driving it home. Actually, uh, you know what? It's, it's funny you should bring that car up. I saw a Regal GS today with the license plate uh, Fast Sedan. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and it is. So I mean he's he's that person is not lying. It was accurate. So that that was that was a that was an honorable mention of mine. Tristan to your uh Mazda theme um RX8, the last edition of the RX8, I kind of had a soft spot for. Plus the whole rotary engine thing, a little bit quirky, right? <laughs> so Oh yeah. Um and then this one is more like the uh F type for me, where it's not a guilty pleasure. I just think we don't talk about the brand enough, and they make really good shit. I, I really, really, really dig the Volvo S60. Yeah, me too. Actually, the like, newest one, oh. the newest one I actually I saw recently. Oh my god, on the road, and I was like, okay, that actually looks really good. That's awesome. yeah, it, it does look really awesome. For me, it, it I put it up there almost with like, it's on that plane with like a Genesis. Yeah. Yep. It's so. I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure. It's just, hey, we don't talk about Volvo a lot in the show. So we I got to bring it up. <laughs> so those are mine. Tristan, do you have any other honorable mentions? I did have one. Um, the uh, the the Jeep Patriot. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, wow. It, OK. Uh, I almost bought one. Um, I right, had the. Um, you know, definitely not the, definitely not the Jeep Liberty, um, uh, at least the the old old Liberties or the Compass. Actually, more specifically, they were actually built in the same in the same uh, factory as the Compass. Um, but because those are those are actually awful. Um, and this one had really its only weak point was the kind of so so CVT. Um, but it, it did have a uh, five speed manual, I think available. Um, also, which fixed a lot of that. Um, and it was the most approachable Jeep until I think probably the, the new Cherokee or maybe the new renegade to get the, the trail rated badge for a while. Um, but tons of space, really long wheelbase comparatively. So it towed well, um, and the seats were super comfortable, and I don't even think it looks all that bad. Um, 
you know, it's got kind of the the mid two thousands um, <laughs> a Jeep face with the mm-hmm. you know vertical grill and the round headlights and everything is square. Um, so it's not great, but I think it, it looked better than a lot of other things they were slapping that look on. Um, so that was pretty good. And plus, if we could you know import a European version, one of the one of the options in Europe was a, a Volkswagen diesel paired to a six speed manual. So. <laughs> <clears throat> a Toyota, a Toyota manual. That 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 all sounds that sounds great. It sounds just fabulous. But you know what the Jeep Patriot is, right? It's a lifted caliber. <laughs> no, it is. It's a lifted caliber because it shares a platform. Because it's the same car with a lift. No, the Jeep Compass is the same car with a lift. Oh, they're whatever. Be be wrong and suck it. <laughs> Jeep episode, Compass, the Jeep, episode the, the Jeep, title. That is the episode title. The Jeep, the Jeep Compass is literally a facelifted caliber. That's right. Which it is, was. It which was, is what I hate it. So I, I, I think if I remember so right, terribly sorry. <laughs> I sat in the Patriot at the car show once and it wasn't bad except for when I like sat in the seat. My head was scraping the roof. That's true. And I don't, I don't Not have made for tall problems. people. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was a weirdly like not, not even a weirdly short car, just weirdly, I guess, squat. Yeah. Was, it was, they, they tried to get ground clearance without making the overall vehicle too tall. So the roof line was low. That was weird. So. All right. Well, cool, guys. I that I was a little nervous, but I thought that actually went quite well. Yeah, once once I figured out what the heck, like I said, I had a bunch of other stuff like the Pontiac Tempest wagon, but that's just a car I like and hate the people who drive it. <laughs> so that doesn't really count too much. Just stuff feel, like that. You'd be a little guilty if you drove it because you know you'd be one of those people. But well, no, because I'd be the person who brought his to an auto show and then went around ripping the GTO badges off of everyone's Tempest wagon because it's just not a, it's not a thing that was ever made. It's not a GTO. It's a Tempest. Stop. That's true. That's true. So, listeners, let us know some of your guilty pleasures. What cars do you like that you think only you like? Or you like it even though you know it's a bad car or truck or van? Let us know. We already we told you how to get a hold of us on the socials. So, reach out and uh, let us know if, uh, if we missed any. So, you guys ready to... Uh, close out for the week yeah yeah i'm ready all right so thanks for sticking with us today everybody we appreciate you listening but as we said we don't want you just to listen we want to interact with you let us know what your guilty pleasure vehicles are we already mentioned how to find us on the socials as you're listening as you're streaming on your favorite platform be sure to please leave us a review preferably a good one with I'll take four stars, but preferably five. You can also hit that subscribe button for us. It's free. And you'll get notified of any new content that we put out. If you're really into what we're doing and you'd like to support us monetarily, you have two options for that. You can go to patreon.com slash check engine podcast, or you can hit the support button on our homepage at anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. Every cent pledge is put towards making this podcast a better experience for you the listener and or 
getting our hands on the Red Bull Suzuki X90. <laughs> None of it goes back into our personal pockets. So again, thank you in advance. Who or what are we thanking before we get out of here, guys? I mean, I'll thank Red Bull for having a still titled X90 for no reason. Damn it, you <laughs> took mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know I did. Had to get in there early and often. Son uh, of a bitch. <laughs> no, because actually, if through some idiotic mistake of fate we can actually get our hands on this thing that would be pretty hilarious <laughs> i would take it everywhere absolutely <laughs> sorry you, would look, you're, you you're... would look so insane in that thing i know and then um yeah sorry st but now you're gonna be in my garage baby it's just gonna be in there under a sheet because i'm driving all right the so, X90. so here's the problem there are no results on ebay motors for suzuki x90 uh-oh mm. tristan who or what are you thinking? Or are we just going to stick to the common theme? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to expand upon that. You know, thank you. Thank you, Andrew, for alerting us to the X90. And, and, yes. and, and thank you, Nick, for, for finding that listing right in our own backyard. Oh, yeah. Super exciting. It's at least opened up, you know, a line of questioning. Do we have to buy this? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So thanks, Andrew. Thanks, seller in Port Washington. Thanks, Red Bull. And as always, thank you listeners for your continued support. We love hearing from you. We love recording this for you. And we cannot wait to speak to you again, hopefully with a new Suzuki X90 update. Until then, (laughs) take care.